This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. like to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. I hope you had a wonderful week. Um, this is Alana with Body Matters and you will be with me for the next hour. Today I have Pastor Brian Preston in the studio with me. Pastor Brian has been here many times before in the past and he has shared his wonderful testimony. I don't know if anyone of you remember but today he's here again to talk about the topic of sonship. And I believe sonship is very important for us to understand what the concept of sonship is. So welcome, Pastor Brian. Thank you so much, Alana and the radio team, for having me to today here on Cape Radio, Cape Pulpit. It is such an honor and a privilege to share from God's Word, just to be in your presence. And I believe that we're going to have an exciting time Today in the presence of God, the Bible, you know, the Bible says, Ilana, that in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. So I'm full of joy. I'm full of hope and expectation of what God is going to do in our midst today. And for someone that will tune in today, we pray that someone will tune in, that the Holy Spirit will just speak to someone. Amen. Amen. So Pastor Brian, I know there's a lot of people that might not know anything about you that hasn't listened to any of my previous recordings with you. So tell me a little bit about yourself and Light Ministries. Well, I'm the pastor, the founder of Light Ministries um, International, myself and my wife Delia. I am married uh, 23 years, going on to 24 years. There's four children in the marriage, three sons and a daughter and two grandchildren. And so, um, yeah, we minister a church uh, out in Brooklyn, um, Rugby Elbow Gardens, the Milton side area. Uh, um, yeah, we've been ministering the church since uh, COVID started. We actually started the ministry and we've been sure. actively ministering, you know, in in that time of COVID. Mm-hmm. And God has been adding to the church. He's adding other ministries to the church. And um, yeah, it's just exciting to serve God. You know, when I was an orphan, when I was without hope, without Jesus Christ, it is because of the power of the blood of Jesus that I am here today. And I just want to say thank God for his goodness. Mm. Yeah, God spoke to us about light ministries in the year 2005 when God gave us the dream. God gave us the name of the ministry. And since 2005, uh 10, 15 years we've been helping other ministers, yes. sowing into other sure. ministries until God. You see, Joseph, when Joseph was in the prison, Alana, you know, the Bible says that your gift will make room for you. And Joseph was interpreting the other people, prisoners' dreams. And that actually caused Joseph to come before the king. And mm-hmm. it opened an amazing door for Joseph. So I believe that as you help others, as you bless others, God will open amazing doors for you mm-hmm. if you extend your hand to others. Praise the Lord. Awesome. And I know, Pastor Brian, I've seen some stuff on Facebook and how you minister to the people on the streets and you you are doing a fantastic work. I just want to say that. Wonderful. Um, you know, God is so good and he's really, really ministering through you. 
to the people out there. I know if, if any of you know Pastor Brian's background, he's also come from, from the Cape Flats <laughs> and he's also had his story of, you know, being in part of drugs and um, alcohol abuse <clears throat> and all of that. But God has done a mighty work in him and that equips you so much to work with those people out there. So let's get back onto the topic of sonship. Why is there a need for fathers? Well, Alana, in the uh, uh, time, in the seasons that we are living in and in the generation that we are living in, you see there is uh, this problem uh, uh, that I see even in our communities, Mm. you know, a a problem of fatherlessness, you know, where there is a home, there's children, there's maybe a mother or maybe even a a father, but there's there's always the absence of fathers in Mm. the home, you know, and I see that there's such a great need for fathers out there. And I want to say to someone that can listen to my voice over this broadcast that I believe that fatherlessness is not of God. I believe Mm. it is not of God. I believe it's a curse. I really believe it's a curse because you see, Alana, many times even when we visit Paulsmore Prison or prisoners and every time when you speak to these prisoners, men, young men that is incarcerated, the first thing that they tell you, I did not have a father. Sure. Say, Pastor, my pa, I get your pa gati. Uh, you know, there was an absence of fathers. So mm. I believe that in this time and the season that we are living in, that, you know, the enemy is after generations. That's and true. it starts with the father. And I believe, you know, every man, every male has the ability to make a baby. You know, but it costs a man, a truly a man with a rachrat, a man, you know, to step up to the plate of being a father. That responsibility. Uh, that, 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 that accountability, yes. you know, of being a father. And so I want to say that real men knows how to father. And we see it even and this spirit. It comes out of the world because I was without a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine, Ilana? Sure. I was without a father. I never, there was no father figure in sure. our home, in my home where I stayed. My mother tried the mm-hmm. best that she could, you know. And because of that, even, you know, I was rebellious, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I did my own thing, you know, because there is just that when the father is abs- present in the home, there is that authority. And we, mm-hmm. you know, people don't want authority anymore, you know. And it, and it's so true. That stems in in government, in stems in the leadership. People don't want to take responsibility and accountability. So ninety percent of the people that's incarcerated, Pastor, I didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say to that listener that God is a God of order. When I look at the sun, the moon, and the stars, I see that that glorious effect of mm. the sun representing the father, the moon, the mother, and the stars, the children. I see it in the home. When I look at the house with the roof and the building, I see the roof is the father. The homemaker is the mother. The yes. building blocks and the children feel safe. I always want to make my children as a father because I did not have that in my own mm. home. So I always kiss my wife in front of my children. You know, I touch yes. my wife and I go on with my wife because that is even something that makes the children feel safe. That is so true. In the house. And so I believe that there's a great need for father. There are many titles in the church. Mm. You know, you get the title of apostle, whatever, you know, but there's so few fathers. You know, and when I came into the kingdom of God, when I gave my heart to Jesus, there was not even a father that could just guide me and steer me. You. And so I had to learn. excuse me, by trial and error, you know, and what I'm sharing, it is purely by experience. It is what I've 
gone through, mm -hmm. you know, that hurt and that pain that, you know, there was not somebody that could guide me, you know, and I was looking for fathers in role models that was not a good role model, mm -hmm. you know, and the Bible says again that bad company corrupts good character. And so because of fatherlessness also, I found myself in jail. Mm -hmm. I found myself, I, you know, Lana in, Lana in 1998, <clears throat> I was involved and I was I was charged with five counts of attempted murder sure. because I shot three policemen and because I was so rebellious. Nobody mm. could have, you know, could reprimand me. Nobody can tell me, you know, mm. and even if a male wanted to reprimand me, I, I'll say straight, you are not my father. Mm. But I, that's the very thing that I decided I decide sure. to have a father. And so I believe that this is time that fathers, and it's very mm. important that fathers should take responsibility and accountability for where they are at. Amen. No, I, I truly stand with you on that. I don't think fathers realize what their responsibilities are and that they actually play such a powerful role. And without that, the, the family is actually lost. Amen. You know, because they stand there with their authority and they give identity, they give security um, to their children. And you know what? I, I even think sometimes even when the fathers are in the house, you know, sometimes those fathers are also absent. That's you right. know, there's a lot of fathers at home. They're there, but they're not emotionally, they're not, um, you know, mentally present for their children. So that is something that our society really needs for, for fathers to up their game. To you, are really so, you are so right, Alana, mm. because sometimes, you know, even in, because now understand that I did not grow up with a father. Yes. I, you know, I had to learn to become a father, mm. you know, because when uh, in, in the, First couple of years of my marriage, my marriage was rocky. I think I got married for all the wrong reasons and that, 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 cut the long story short. So I am mm -hmm. also, as I'm speaking to you today, I'm still on the path of learning to be mm -hmm. a father, not only a father to my children, but also a spiritual father to many yes. sons and daughters that didn't have a father. And the mm -hmm. first thing that I had to realize, I have a good Heavenly Father, mm. because although the scripture says, you know, David writes, even when my father and my mother forsook me, it was the Lord who took me yes, in. So amen. I had to just grab a hold of that uh, that scripture and said, God, you take me in. Mm. You accept me because people will put labels on you. Imagine, you know, some 40 odd years ago, you know, it's, it was then it's taboo because, you know, there's a, there was a stigma. You know, because now that, that you are born and there's no father, you know, you are uh, illegitimate. Mm. You know, people look down on you because now, you know what, you, uh, so excuse me for my language, the bastard curse, you yes. know, you're like a bastard, you don't have a father. Mm. So you have to, but today in today's society, it's nothing anymore, you know, yeah. uh, babies are being made left, right and center. Um, How many times as a minister of the gospel, you know, I'm also a commissioner of, oh, so I officiate a lot of marriages. So, do. so as, I, as a minister, I see we dedicate children, little babies, but there's mm. no father. Sure. No, I think that is so powerful. And I think that's such a powerful statement that needs to go out, sure. you know. But let's take a break and then we'll come back shortly. Hi, this is Alana Willyfee. If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit with my program called Body Matters. And I have Pastor Brian Preston here from Light Ministries. And we are talking about the topic of sonship. So, Pastor Brian, what are the benefits of knowing and walking with your father? 
there's plenty of benefits. But can I just read the scripture? Because of I, course. I just love the word of God, man. And I, I build my foundation on the word. And so, uh, uh, listeners, if you can hear my voice, I just want to read the scripture out of the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 14. And I'm going to very, be very brief and very quick. The Bible reads, for as, many, uh, as, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but to receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Mm. And that's such a powerful scripture for me. And the benefits of, you know, of having a father, of walking with your father, you know, you cannot, I believe, Alana, that you cannot walk in unity or perfect unity if you don't know who your father is. Mm. I also believe that, you know, when we come to know your father, you will also know your purpose True. and you will also know the privileges. Because when I was fatherless, without a father, without hope, I did not know my privileges and I did not know my purpose. Mm. So when I did not know my purpose, I begin to look at the role models in front of me in my community mm -hmm. where I stayed and I desire, you know, Alana, when I was a, a young man, I was, I think I was 18 or 17 years old to be exact. And I dreamt, you know what, because to, to have a matric certificate in our, I was the first one in our family sure. that had a matric certificate. Can wow. you believe it? And I, when I, I said, you know what, when I get this matric certificate, I am going to become a Sabine owner. And I, <laughs> So the, Sorry that I'm laughing. Seriously, because you see, because it's money, you, it's, it's, money it's, a, it's, a, it's a way of income. Nobody is going to tell me how to do it. You know, yeah. I've had these big dreams in my, and you know what? The devil can put a dream in your heart. But when you know your father, he put a dream in your spirit. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you live from the place of you know living in a relationship with your father you will begin to live in your purpose yes. you will begin to live a healthy life amen because this is what abba father our heavenly father mm. actually want amen he wants us to have relationship yes. he calls us to sonship he calls us to fellowship then he calls us to relationship mm. and we calls us his friend friendship i have a father and he can never ever fail me and although mm. my earthly father has failed me i have learned you know um i think my earthly father when i saw him about i think 10 years ago yeah. to be exact 10 years ago I saw him, I went to go look him up because there was even a, a place in my ministry where I felt stuck yeah. because I did not, you know, because my father was still alive, I did not make a relationship with him. So I thought to myself, you know, whatever he did, you know, I was not living in that time, yes. whatever that's between him and my mom, I am going to make good with my earthly father Reconcile. as well. I'm going to respect him. I'm going to honor him because... Listeners, listen to this. The Bible says, you know, when you honor your father and your mother, oh, there's such a great reward. Amen. You know, the Bible says, with long life will he satisfy you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so I just reconciled with my father. I just said, Dad, you know what? I'm not here to point a finger. I'm not here to blame you. I just want to say that I love you sure. and I honor you. And if you need anything, and um, my father was taken aback because, you know, he expected something else. Yes. But it's when you have a relationship with your heavenly father, when you sure. love on God, for God so loved the world. When you love God, mm. you are able to love people. Wow. And I just desired that, you know, relationship. And, you know, 
And so when God created us even, mm. God created us in His image according to His likeness to have dominion. And when mm. we speak about dominion, Alana, it's not dominion even for men to lord over women yes. or it's to have dominion over the enemy, That's over true. the lies of the enemy because the enemy is lying to our sons and our daughters mm. out there. The enemy is telling them that they will not amount to anything. The enemy is devaluing our young people in this generation and I've come to call the devil a liar mm. and I declare this afternoon that you have an Abba Father, a Heavenly Father that loves you with an mm. eternal love and when he look at you and he look at his creation father is well pleased in what he has created and you know it's so true what you're saying if we look at the society today you know the devil's called the the devil of lies the father of lies uh-huh. but yet we've got the holy spirit and the spirit is called the spirit of truth and i think the biggest battle that we face today is between the lies and the truth you know when when we go back to the garden i'm going a bit off track but when we go back to the garden of eden you know it was the the deception yeah. that the lie that that took them away from father god that's right and when God came, he came to restore with the truth. So the battle between the two. And it's true. If we look at the society today, everything's become acceptable. Um, you know, there isn't any more, dis- almost like a discretion between what's right and wrong. That's we correct. can see that happening now. It's been blurred and phased. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so when we look at the, you see, and, and this is the desire that I believe, listeners, that when the Lord, you know, when you when you know who your father is, when you have a relationship mm-hmm. With your, with your earthly father, it is so easy to connect with your heavenly father. I've even, you know, in my prayer life, Alana, I, I mm-hmm. used to pray in the name of Jesus. And, you know, I could pray in the name of Jesus. But when it comes to father, you know, father, I thank yes. you. Father, I love you. Father, I worship you. I, I would say it maybe once in my prayer and then it switched to Jesus. Sure. Because yeah. I did not have a relationship mm-hmm. with my with my earthly father, you know. And I, I lived in a place of orphanship where I had to fend for myself. I had to take care of myself. I had to look out for myself. Whereas if I had lived a life with a father-son relationship, I could have run to my father. I could have asked my father. Mm. I could have, you know, so I had to, like I said, I had to learn by trial and error, you know, but praise God, I've learned. And when I believe, uh, uh, dear listener, when God created us, when he created us in his image, he first and foremost, I believe, he created us for intimacy with him. Amen. And so, sorry, when you break up that word intimacy, you know, it's into me, see. <laughs> and that's how Father God, yes. Abba Father, sees into you. That's how your husband, your, 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 the father of your children, he will look at his sons or his sons and his, his children and he would see, okay, that son of mine, he is gifted in that and in this and in that, you know, when I looked at uh, look at Brad, my, my my when I look at Rosano, my eldest, and I look at Brad, my the the, the, the middleborn and the baby, and I see all of them are different, mm-hmm. but yet they're coming from the same father, yes. you know. So all of us are created in His image, but we are so different, and we see that so. spirit in the body of Christ, where we become competitive with one another mm-hmm. because Father is using 
Allah in a different way at, as what is using mm. me. Now because I live from a place of orphanship, yes. I become intimidated by my brother. Mm. I, you know, I aspire to be like, but I can only be the best me that mm. God created me to be. And so mm. Father created us for intimacy, intimacy. Our Heavenly Father knows everything about us. Mm. He knows the I don't have any more hair left, but he knows every <laughs> hair on my head. Yeah. You know, he knows me. He knows my condition. He knows, you know, our heavenly father is, his love is of such a nature, Alana, that he even knows that before you are going to commit a sin, mm. he knows what you are going to commit because he is, he's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's mm. powerful. He's everywhere. And he knows, but he still loves us. Yes. And you know, the powerful thing this morning, what happened was, that no matter if you feel like you're an orphan, you feel like you're a, a vagabond, an outcast, you feel like you're a, you believe that you're a son, you know, when the rain fall down, it fell down on the one that serve God and the one that don't want to serve God. And that is the depth of God's yes. love, you know, to have that intimacy with us. Just imagine Adam and Eve, they lived in Perfect. You talked about the garden. Yes. <laughs> you're not off the topic. You're in the topic. Sure. <laughs> you talked about Adam and Eve. They mm. were in the garden. Mm. They were they were in perfect union, perfect relationship, mm. perfect unity until until they've given into sin. Yes. And the moment they gave into sin, Alana, they realized that they were naked. Yeah. So sin always wants to expose. And shame. And shame you. But the father always wants to embrace and love you and mm. clothe you and protect you yes. and guide you. So my protection is actually in my father. And so today I want to say to every man out there, every woman out there, every son of God, I don't, I don't care where you find yourself. Maybe you are incarcerated. Maybe you are in a dark place. Maybe you are in a dark space. Maybe you did not grow up with a father. Maybe you have been... Uh, being a product of rape, mm. you know, and you are here and, you know, you, you feel that you have no identity. I want to say the Bible say in the book of Psalms 139 that before the foundations of the earth was established, God saw you. He saw your substance. He knew everything about you. The, you are, your name is in palm, engraved in the palm of his hand. And so God loves you. Your father loves you with an everlasting love and he will not give up on you that is the absolute mm. truth today i want to encourage someone today that your heavenly father he loves you and though the, your father your earthly father or your mother maybe they have forsaken you you know god will take you in when you come to your senses when you humble yourself and say father i come before you today the bible say that everyone that calls upon the name of the lord our god God will never reject you. That yes. is one thing about the Father. Mm -hmm. He will reject no one. No matter what color you are, no matter what creed you are, no matter what religion you are, no matter how, what color your hair is, wherever you, your background is, when you call upon Abba Father, mm -hmm. He cannot, He will not reject you because in our Heavenly Father, there's no rejection in His makeup. Mm -hmm. For sure. God, so love the world that he gave. It's because of love he gave, he give. Amen. And so that it is that is it exactly in the natural realm. Fathers out there, because you are a father, you have the ability in Jesus Christ, the ability in God to be a giver, 
to be t- to take care of your family, to take care of your children. I want to say to that man out there that finds himself on a Friday night at the Sabine's house buying liquor, I want to say, go back home. Go be a father in your home. Rise up in your home. Take authority in your home. Read the word in your home. Love your wife in the home. And then you will see the change and transformation that will take place in your very home. And that's such yeah. a powerful thing to be a father. Mm. It's such a, I know it's not Father's Month, it's actually Women's Month, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a privilege, yes. Alana. It's such an honor to be a father that God the Father calls us to be fathers to our mm. children. And not only to our children, there's so many hurting people out yes. there. So many people that is depressed, oppressed, so many people mm. that is full of pain. Sure. You know, you know, hurt people, hurt people. That's Sometimes true. you you just see the the surface, you know, you look at the gangster, for example, and you think, no, 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 but this is a gangster. I was also in that line, but I was actually mm. hurting. You yes. know, I, I walked with guns and knives without identity because I had to protect myself. Yes. But now that I'm a son of God, you know what? I know where I'm going to. So I don't. I God's going to protect you. He's protecting me, <laughs> and Alana. And so that is such a blessing. Yes. That's such a blessing to, to know God, mm. not only as Lord, not only as Savior, but also to know God as Father. Abba Father, such an honor, such a privilege. You know, as you're just talking, I just want to add, and it's so true what you're saying, also coming from a a counseling perspective, you know, when we counsel people who who had problems or struggled to connect with their father, their earthly father, you know, where, where there's been issues, they struggle to see Father God as a father. That's right. You know, because they can't relate. If you can't relate on an earthly basis with what a father is, how much more will you struggle to relate to Father God as a father? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm just coming back to emphasize the importance of a father. If you as a father, you know, you are the, 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 you are the example to your children. That's right. Of what? Father God should be like. That's right. That's right. That's right. But let's go on to um, the next question that I want to ask you. What is the importance of identity? Man, Lana, as I said, you know, listeners out there, it's so important. Identity is so, so, so very, very important that people live their whole lives in maybe a false identity. Mm. People live in a way that, you know, they look at a particular role model and they aspire to, there's nothing wrong in, it, in admiring a role model, mm. a good mm. role model. You know, there's, there's many great role models in the kingdom of God. There's many great role models in the church. But you must understand, Alana, that you carry your own specific identity mm. that God has encoded in mm. you. Now, you must understand, Alana, identity is, is of this nature. You know, the very iris of your eye is different to anyone else in the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, the very fingerprint, your your thumbprint, your fingerprints is different to, they can be they can be triplets or twins, but the iris of your eye, the fingerprint of your hands, of your fingers, mm-hmm. you know, and even it goes on so far, Alana, that the frequency of your voice, you carry a frequency, the frequency in your voice, so, it means that, you know, for example, we can praise and worship the Lord and we may be a thousand in one room. So God, heaven, God the Father, he hears the sound of that thousand, but then he also hears the sound of that one. Mm. 
in the thousand. Ay! Sure. Yeah, that's powerful. He's so powerful. Yeah. God, Alana, God knew exactly what he was doing mm. when he was creating you. Mm. Even before you would have thought mm. by your by your father, your mother. So identity is so very important. Amen. And I want to say when you get born again, amen, for those that is without Jesus Christ, when you truly become a son of God, when you become born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, and Jesus becomes your father, amen, when you get born again, you are born again into the royal family of God. And so I want to say that church is not really a building. I believe that God wants to indwell us as father. Mm. He wants to be on the inside of us. There's a scripture that says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And I believe that we are living in a generation where God is raising up spiritual fathers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because our sons are drifting in the world looking for role models. And the role models that our children see, they see gangsters, they see rappers, they see fancy cars and cool clothes. And that gives them a sense of identity. So sometimes when you ask somebody, um, Alana, who are you? Then the first thing you tell that person, no, I'm a pastor. But I didn't ask you what you're doing. Yeah. I asked you, who are you? Mm. You know, and the first, my response to that is that I am a son of God. Amen. I am a child of God because my identity is in the Lord. And so the Bible reads in the book of Malachi 4.16, I believe, he says, And I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children mm. and the hearts of the children to the fathers. So there's a process, mm. I believe, where God is, you know, our hearts are becoming one with the Father mm. because there's such a need for fathers and just as Jesus Christ was in perfect unity with his father so the father desires the church to be in perfect unity with him sure. God desire for you and I mm. to walk in unity with him when Jesus was walking the earth Alana understand you know Jesus performed many miracles Jesus opened up the blind eyes he opened up deaf ears he opened up the cripple but we always find when we read the scripture especially the gospels you will find and you listener that can hear me, you will hear every time when you read the scriptures, Jesus was praying early in the morning. Mm. He went to a secluded place late at night. Yes. Jesus was always, although Jesus was both heavenly, he was also earthly. Yes. But he had, the, he had that connection. I want to call it in this way, listeners, Jesus Wi-Fi where the father was always open. Yes. He always had airtime. The Wi-Fi is always <laughs> open. You know, sometimes we run out of Wi-Fi or the connection is bad. Jesus had such a connection with the Father mm -hmm. to the point, Alana, where Jesus said these words, everything I see my Father do. Mm -hmm. Because you can tell sure. your children, you know what? You must go to church, for example. And if you're not going to church, your mm. children's not going to go to church. That's so powerful. You can sit with a cigarette in your and I, You know, one of the things that God um, really spoke to my heart was when I was drinking, you know, and I was, I, I was a terrible drinker. I couldn't drink. I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord, that I'm delivered. You know, mm. when I, you know, when I got drunk because of the absence of a father, I always reverted to violence. Always. Sure. Somehow, somehow, when I'm drunk now, I have to hit someone. I have to hit in a couple of windows. <laughs> I have to do something in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. aggressive. Always. But now that I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father, when I know mm -hmm. my Father is, I mean, I have such peace. I have such joy. And then Jesus, mm -hmm. everything, I, everything I see my Father do, so I do them. Everything mm -hmm. I hear my Father say, I speak them. Jesus didn't want to speak out of his turn even. 
Because Jesus was so dependent on his father, you know, so dependent to hear from his father. And that you can imagine how the enemy hated that. And he wants to destroy the father and son relationship, the mother and daughter relationship. He wants to destroy, but ultimately destroying relationship. Because the currency in the world, Alana, you know, when you go to a shop, a restaurant, whatever, you pay with your money, you get Mm. your meal. You give them the, your money. But the currency in the kingdom of God is relationship. And so God came, he sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, to restore relationship back. You know, what mm. man was cut off by the enemy in the Garden of Eden. He came yes. to the He came to the, the to restore it in the Garden Amen. of Gethsemane. Hallelujah. If it wasn't for Gethsemane, Jesus still had to make a choice and a decision. And Gethsemane, Gethsemane is normally a very... A hard place, a lonely place, mm. a difficult place. But Jesus made that choice. Mm. Father, I will go. Yeah, not you know, your will. Not your will. Not my will, your will be done. Sure. That is very powerful. So powerful. Let's take a short break and then we can come back after this. Hi, this is Alana Willifee. If you've just tuned in, it's Body Matters. And I have Pastor Brian from Light Ministries. And we are chatting about sonship. We just spoke about um, what it is to be a son, what the benefits of knowing and walking with your father is, and the importance of our identity. But I think the one question that's very important how do we distinguish between a son mm-hmm. and an orphan spirit or the prodigal son and, and that which is an orphan spirit? Yeah, before we get to that, Alana, I just want to back up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, st- uh, still on the, on the, on the, on the, the question of identity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to say, listeners out there, you know, uh, you also mentioned something very powerful, Alana. You said about, you know, we, we have to partner with the truth. Because sometimes, you know, when you're constantly living your life from a place of lies, you know, the Bible says something very, very, very clear. The Bible says that the enemy is the father of lies. Mm. So it's almost like the, 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 the Bible is giving, sorry, the enemy an identity also as father. You see, so the, fa- the, enemy, can, the enemy cannot create. There's one thing, listeners, that you must understand today that Satan cannot create, but he can imitate. He can make like, look like, the Bible even says that he walks around like a roaring lion. Like. Like. Yes. The emphasis on like, he is not a roaring lion. Sometimes you find yourself in a very small predicament, but because you you partnered with a lie, and now that very small predicament, you make it a very big thing, Mm. you know, because you believe a lie. So the enemy, Satan will always want to confuse you, discourage you in your identity, in who you are, because we are created in God's image. There's one thing that the enemy hates, Alana, is the image of God. And we and me and you and our children, our sons and daughters, we are created in Mm -hmm. God's image, in his likeness. Amen. And that's so important for you to know who you are in Christ. Because if Satan succeed in messing up your purpose, he will mess up your inheritance as well. And he will mess up your purpose. Mm. Because your purpose is connected to your father. Amen. Mm -hmm. The the, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you. So when God has plans and purposes for your life, the enemy says, Okay, God has a plan and a purpose for this boy. Let me derail him from a young age. Mm. And maybe if I'm successful, I'll kill him. 
at a young age and then you will never live up to the purpose, the true purpose of what God has called him. So when I was an orphan, when I, when I was living from a place of an orphan spirit, I believed that I could become a Sabine owner and sell drugs and, and all of that. But when I take on my position as a son, mm-hmm. I realize, but this is a lie. This is not what God intends for yes. me. Amen. And so when I, right now, fathers, the life that you are living through the lens of an orphan spirit, if you and I are not going to deal with that identity, it is going to follow your children. Why do you think David writes in the Psalms, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the presence or in the house of the Lord. So when you're in the presence of the Lord, amen, you will begin to discover your purpose. You will begin to discover what you were born to do. Some of the fathers out there, they are living in a false identity, but God wants to restore your identity. So if Satan can mess up your purpose and your identity, he will also mess up your children's identity. And the Bible says, Mm. Alana, you know, it's a blessed man or woman that leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Amen. And so I've even in my own personal life, I've discovered how God supernaturally has healed, you know, has, has that brokenness. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was walking in fear, you know, uh, false evidence appearing real. I was working with knives and to protect myself in fear. But now I have a father and I can walk in faith. I can walk in peace. I can walk in love. I'm able when people want to do bad or ill at me, I can say, God bless you. When I was an orphan, if you just touch me, it is now on, but now I can live in that place. Nice of, <laughs> now I can live in that place of freedom. You know, the Bible yeah. says in the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has come to set us free. Yes. And so when you, when you live in false identity, you're not really free. No. Because I've seen people in Portsmouth prison, in prison, they are more free than people that is living without, behind, with, with, without prison bars or without yes. chains, you know, because they have found their father. Amen. Maybe in prison, I, I know it's in a bad place. I'm not saying go to prison to find your father. I'm saying that they've discovered yes. their purpose, their identity. And many of them now that is incarcerated, that is walking with the Lord, they said, Pastor, you know what? When I come out of this place, I'm going to be a light for Jesus. Mm. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. Mm. I'm going to find my purpose. There are many that was incarcerated also, Alana, in prison from a young age. Like imagine you come, you go to prison at the age of 20 and you come out at the age of 40. 20 years of your life that the enemy has robbed from Mm. your life. You know, 20 years. Imagine that just because you grew up without the father and you became a product of what society handed out to you. Mm. And this is because you seek for something, identity, security, and something else, and not Father God. And that's where it starts. It starts right there. Yes, yes Alana. So, coming back to your question, the difference between what's the difference between a, a slave and an orphan or, or son? Yeah. You know, sons, according to the word of God, sons of God have an inheritance. When you read the book of Psalm 2 verse 8, the Bible says he will give us a, a, the nations as an inheritance. Mm. When you read Psalm 16 verse 6, listeners, please listen to these words, listen to the broadcast, listen to the scriptures so that you can go find and research for yourself. So constantly and consistently, God affirms his son, Jesus Christ. 
when Jesus walked the earth, you know, at the baptism of Jesus, for example, when we read the scriptures, the Bible says, then John the Baptist, he baptized Jesus. And the Bible says heaven opened. Mm -hmm. And then the Bible says a voice came down from heaven. And the voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yes, yeah. And then the Bible says a dove came and descended upon the head of Jesus Christ. You know, so God was affirming Jesus to be his son. And today God is affirming you. And I that feel like orphans, that feel like throwaways, mm -hmm. God is your father, your heavenly father, and he affirms you as a son. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I want to yeah. say to you, Alana, you are his beloved daughter, son, and he's well pleased mm -hmm. with you. He's well pleased with Dimitri. He's well pleased with his creation. We don't have to perform. Because God already loves us. And so when Jesus was led by the Spirit to fast for 40 days, imagine what the devil said. God just spoke to Jesus, uh, spoke to everybody that could hear what that was around, the baptism of Jesus. God said, this is my beloved son. We see the dove come as an evidence of the Holy mm. Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit takes him into the wilderness, the Bible says, to fast for 40 days. And when the devil came to tempt Jesus, the first thing that the devil said, if you are the son of God, Mm. And that's doubt, all. <laughs> deception. Mm -hmm. You see, so so what the what the enemy is doing currently, he is he is he is twisting the truth, mm. and is getting you to partner with the lie, because if Jesus Jesus was hungry, but Jesus didn't want to eat the bread because because he was hungry, Jesus didn't want to eat the bread because he knew he was a son. Mm. His father said, his father affirmed him, and the, and the devil want to disaffirm, if, if there's a word yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what the enemy want to come to. But Jesus was, he could have eaten the bread. In fact, mm. Jesus could have, because Jesus was the son of God, he mm. could create a, 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 a box of Albany, <laughs> a, a, a yeah. white bread, or a whole wheat, or what, but Jesus did not, because mm. Jesus rested in his sonship. I'm a son of God. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the enemy does. The devil always wants to want you to get you to a place of perform. Mm. He wants you to perform because the moment you, even when in the church, and sometimes you, I'm sorry to say, listeners, you get also um, actors, you know, that does a performance. So you don't need to perform. You mm. just need to rest in your sonship. You need to rest and know that you have an inheritance in Christ. We have to understand that our identity is not in our calling. Mm -hmm. Many people say, no, I can find my identity in my calling. No, 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 no. Your identity, identity is not in your calling. Amen. Your identity is in who your father is. Yes. Who your father is. Because mm -hmm. you will notice in I, when I look at my sons, I see oh, that's the characteristics of myself mm -hmm. in that boy, particular boy. Or another characteristic I see in another boy, you know, and another character I see in my daughter. I see some of my traits, my characteristics. Mm. I see it in my children. And just so the Heavenly Father, He sees that characteristic. He see, oh, that son, he's an intercessor. Oh, that son, he's a great businessman. Yeah. He said, that son, he said, so, so God, your identity is in your father. And so it was also revealed to Peter. You know, Peter the, is the rock that Jesus would build his church. Yeah. The rock. Peter the rock. Amen. Jesus is the son of God. Peter said, you are the Christ. Even Peter identified Jesus. Peter, mm. because Jesus asked the disciples, guys, 
who do people say I am? You know, what do, what do people say? You know, people say this, he's, like, he's the carpenter's son. Yes. People say he's a prophet Elijah. People say this, people. But, and then Peter said, Peter said, you are the Christ. You mm-hmm. are the son of the living God. And John 10 verse 30 says, you know, it's only me and my father is one. Mm. And that is what Jesus prayed also when he prayed for us. He mm. prayed for his disciples. He prays for the church. He prays for us. And he says, Father, I pray that they will become one mm. as we are one with yes, one amen. another. Perfect unity. Very important to know Jesus while on the earth was always in prayer, always in fellowship with the Father continuously. And so you need mm. to tell yourself, listener, maybe you feel that you are far from God. Maybe you are in a dark place today. Maybe you believe the lies of the enemy. But you have to go right now, find yourself in a mirror, whether it's the mirror in your car, the mirror at home, wherever you find yourself, you have to tell yourself, I am a son of God. You have to tell yourself that God loves me. You have to tell yourself today that God has a plan for my life. I believe as sons of God, we also have a responsibility, Alana. And what Mm. is our responsibility? Our responsibility as sons of God is to bring heaven to earth and Mm. to proclaim the rule and the lordship of our God in the earth. And how do we do this? Every time when we defend God's law, which is his word, God's word, that we receive by grace through faith, you and I are bringing heaven down to earth, Mm. not as a slave, but as a son. Unworldly laws, continuous at war with God's laws, same-sex marriages. Mm. We don't want to talk about these things, mm. you know. But you can see already there's a place of false identity. Some people believe that there's somebody else. Mm. Some people believe that, you know what, this is not their sexual preference. Mm. Laws are being changed right now mm. as we are speaking. You know, things that That's... were taboo back then. It becomes acceptable yes. now. And that is coming from a place of not knowing who you are as a mm. son of God. And so we have to keep the unity of the spirit. Yes. We have to live from that place. Mm. So, so, so very, very important, Alana. Anything else? No, I, I think we have chatted quite a bit about it. And I also feel that, you know... um, with, we can only become the sons of God if we truly commit our lives to the Lord. As you said, if we are born again with the Spirit, the Spirit of God. And um, I just want to hand over to you. If there's, Is there anything that you feel in your heart or any word of encouragement that you want to give to the listeners out there before we end off with prayer? I want to say, first of all, listeners, um, you know, this afternoon, I just want to encourage you. Mm. I've really come onto this device, onto this platform, onto this space, just to encourage you in your sonship, in your identity, in knowing who you are as a son of God in Jesus Christ. You see, there's, there's a very important uh, portion of scripture in the Bible. You know, we, we, we can speak a lot about the prodigal son. And we know that the prodigal mm. son, Alana, he... He wanted his inheritance. He got his inheritance. You see, inheritance mm. is linked to sonship. He got his inheritance and, you know, he went and he squandered. It. But here's the truth. When this prodigal son came home, the father never rejected him. The father embraced him. In fact, the father put a, 
The Bible says the father put sandals on his feet, he put a ring on his finger, and he put a, a robe, a cloak on his back. I believe, you know, slaves back in the day, Alana, mm-hmm. they weren't permitted to wear shoes or sandals. Yeah. So the father was restoring him as a son and not a slave. Mm-hmm. And the father put a ring on his finger. Ring signifies in a symbolic to, uh, uh, um, a ring is symbolic to uh, um, authority. His father yeah. restored his authority. Sure. And the robe, you know, was restoring his identity. Understand that Joseph had a cloak of many colors, a robe of many colors. And a robe was of a righteousness. Righteousness. Uh, robes yeah, of being righteousness. Being in right standing. Being in right standing. With, so the father was restoring him. But here's the crux of the matter. The other brother that came, because the other brother was in the house. The other brother never left the house. The other brother was serving the father. But he was serving the father with an orphan spirit. Because when the prodigal son came back, when the father said, your brother was dead, we thought he was dead, but he's alive. And then when the father said that, the son said, the response to the son that was in the house with an orphan spirit said, you know what, I'm, you, he comes back, you throw a party. He didn't say my brother came back. Mm. The son of yours, he told his father, the son of yours come back. You know, so there is many sons of God in the house of God with an orphan spirit. Mm. And we need to break that spirit today in Jesus' yes. name. You know, because that son, there's people that's in the house of God, there's people that, you know, that is still walking with an orphan spirit. They feel that they are overlooked, abused, rejected by leaders of abuse, excluded. You feel that you have been used. When they are done with you, they will throw you away. But that is not the case because remember what the father then said, Alana, the father mm. said, my son, Everything that I have mm. is yours. Yes. Everything in the house is yours. Mm. You know? And so sometimes people, they, God has delivered them. God mm. has forgiven them. God has totally cleaned them up. Yeah. But they are still believing Stuck. the lie of yes. the devil. And the more you're going to believe the lie of the enemy. You know, as a father, Alana, I must be honest, and I want to be brutally honest, you know, um, so my children, my eldest, my eldest daughter, my daughter is 26 years old, mm. you know, and my, my children are in the 20s now. I mean, obviously, and just in this week, I had, an, I had a, a fallout with my middle son, sure. you know, and I acted, I acted very rudely, you know, mm. because, you know, and I still have an issue with my son that I'm going to have to correct, you know, because here's the powerful thing. This is the powerful thing, listeners. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Mm. The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far as God removed your transgression and remembers it no more. I want to say, listeners, why do you keep on remembering your old stuff when God has forgiven you and God has already accepted you as a son and a daughter of him? God loves you. You know, and truly when you put on your identity as a son. And how do you do that? You can only do that through experiencing Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. You know, my friend, Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. There is nothing that you and I can do that would make God love you more. God loves you. The reason that you can hear my voice today, the reason that you're alive today, it's because of the grace and the love of God for you. 
And today I want to invite you. You know, I want to invite you to Christ. It does not matter where, which area you live, what car you drive, what house you live in. All these things are temporal. But one day we will all stand before our Heavenly Father. Amen. And the Bible says, Every tongue shall confess and every knee must bow. And I want to give you the opportunity today under the sound of my voice. If you can hear my voice, I want to invite you to Christ, to Jesus, to your Heavenly Father. Won't you pray this prayer with me? Right there, wherever you are. If you are listening in today, just close your eyes, lift your hands. You know, when we lift our hands, it is a sign of surrender. We say, God, we surrender to you because... We've got no other one to turn to but you. I want you to lift your hands as an act of faith. Maybe you are alone. Oh, it, maybe, it, maybe it will feel stupid. It will look stupid. But God sees you. He knows everything about you. And today I want to invite you to Christ. Won't you pray this prayer with me? Just pray after me out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I open the door of my heart. And I invite Jesus Christ to live within Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my sin. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept him to be my Abba Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for saving me. Thank you for making me your son. Thank you, Father God, that I am born again. Thank you, Lord, that I will serve you, worship you, and have intimacy with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name I prayed. Amen. Amen. My friend, if you've prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you. You know, as an act of faith, go to a Bible-based believing church. Read the Word of God. Spend time in prayer and in worship and the Word and you'll see how you go. Tell as many people about Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that I did. When I get, get, got born again, I told many people about Jesus. I'm still telling people, I'm still bragging about this. Good Heavenly Father, get plugged in and get connected in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you've enjoyed this program and you want to maybe connect with Pastor Brian, get in touch with him, um, just chat to him. Pastor Brian, can you give them your details, please? How can they contact you? Well, friends, um, Pastor Brian, like ministries, you can, you can um, go online. You can Google Light Ministries International. You'll find us there. We are also on Facebook. Um, we are under the banner of Nuggets of Truth. I've got a Facebook page myself where I minister the Word of God every single day of my life on Facebook. I minister on these platforms. Our, our ministry is in Brooklyn. Um, we get together at the Moth Hall. It's on the corner of, uh, of Stanbury and Kubrick Road. It's called the Moth Hall. Uh, we get together there half past nine in the morning. Every Sunday morning we get together there. And um, yeah, you're welcome to join us. My number, my telephone number is 083-742-5601. If you need to contact me, I'm going to say that again. My telephone number is 083-742-5601. You can contact me. You can WhatsApp me, you can contact me, you can make contact on Facebook, yeah, you can friend friend me on Facebook, whatever whatever means you want to do. Yeah, then we can get together, praise God, and 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 yeah, we can we can chat and wherever you're at, you are so so welcome. 
may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. Um, just one last thing I want to do, if I may, Alana. Yes, sure. Um, I just want to release a blessing. You know, we're living in a time where people say, say, negativity you know this is wrong that is wrong this is wrong that you know but i just want to bless you so just for one moment just receive this blessing father i release the father's anointing father i release joy in the atmosphere peace righteousness joy peace in the holy ghost the lord bless you the lord keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you the lord show his countenance towards you and the lord fill you with his peace is Ruach. In Jesus' mighty name I prayed. Amen and amen and amen. amen. Oh, thank you so much, Pastor Brian, for having you. Such a, uh, a breath of fresh air coming in and so energized, so full of joy. And so thank you for that very, very powerful word. Um, and I, I believe that it hasn't fall on, fallen on deaf ears today. Praise and I Lord. know that God is going to do a mighty work in our listeners' hearts. So thank you so much again um, for, for being here. I really appreciate it. And unfortunately, listeners, this is the end of my program today. We'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. From me, Alana Willie, for you, have a blessed week. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.